The word today is captioned, What will make you bow? There's a saying, a well-known saying, that goes like this, If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. So my question to you today, What will make you bow? Will peer pressure? The lack of food in your house to feed your family? Money? Pleasure? Gratification of the flesh? Promotion or position? Immigration status? Naturalization? A trade license to open your dream business? Or that plot of land? What about a car? What will make you bow? We will get back to the word after this. You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel. The word today is, What will make you bow? Let us pray, Father in heaven, as we look at your word. A very serious and solemn word. I pray that your Holy Spirit will saturate the hearts of men and women, boys and girls, to receive your word. Beat back the forces of darkness, I pray, and that your word may find root and lodgment in the hearts of many who hear. So I thank you for touching hearts, changing lives, and saving souls. In your Son's name with thanksgiving, amen. Let us go to the book of Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3 verse 1 onward until we come to the end of this gripping presentation today. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up on the plain of Jura in the province of Babylon. The image was ninety feet tall and nine feet wide, as tall as a nine-story building and as wide as a and as wide as two average cars an imposing gold statue displaying his wealth and power and might as a king of his day who ruled the world he was the superpower of the world back then but why did Nebuchadnezzar build this tall imposing statue you see he received a dream Yahweh gave him a dream of what would happen in his time of successive ruling kingdoms. In his dream, Yahweh said that he is the head of gold, but Nebuchadnezzar having a a large appetite for power, he built an image entirely of gold. But no one can circumvent Yahweh's word. Yahweh's word stands fast, and Nebuchadnezzar, his kingdom would have been overtaken. And he could not stop that by building or erecting an image totally of gold. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. You see, everyone was coming from the neighboring islands, United States, Virgin Islands, and and they were coming from as far as maybe St. Martin and Anguilla, St. Kitts, Antigua. They were coming from far because, you see, he had dominion over the entire world as a superpower. 
So he invited everyone and you can imagine how they came in their pomp and circumstance and, and in their dressing all of their regalia and their bodyguards and their chariots and their lovely stallions and steeds that they had that they rode on. The beautiful colors. Oh yes, they were looking awesome. What an awesome array of people. Then the princes, the governors and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriff, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. What a vain king, a king who wants power, a king who, who basked in power and enjoy the intoxication, enjoyed controlling power. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whoso falleth not down and worship, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Brothers and sisters, the world over, you who are listening to me this is a decree that happened back then thousands of years ago and this decree will come again today not long into the future not far into the future this is a call to worship an image a false god this is a call to go against your conscience and there's only those who are strong in Yahweh and the power of his might will be able to stand against such a decree. They were threatened with death, capital punishment, instantly, no trial, no mediator. They were threatened instantly to be consumed in the flames of a fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Everyone fell down. I can imagine that some of them were within their mind saying, this man is a crazy man. But just because I want to save my skin, just because I want to find favor with the king, I will fall down and I will worship this image. But in my heart, I would not be truly worshipping. I'm only going to fall down and have a form of godliness, you see. But no, my brother, no, my sister. You've got to stand either for Yahweh or you've got to stand for Satan. There's no middle ground. You cannot fall down and pretend to be worshipping the image and just to save your skin. No, the scripture says, Whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. So everyone fell down. Everyone, or is it so? Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. 
they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. My question is this. If they were supposed to be falling down and bowing before this imposing image, if they were supposed to have their eyes closed and worship to this image, how did they know that these three worthy Hebrews were not bowing down to this image? But you see, the king was so filled with wrath and anger, he listened to them. He did not ask the question, well, why? Did, how did you see this? These men were probably envious of these three Hebrew boys. They were probably envious of the Hebrews because they recognized the power of the true and living Elohim in the children of Israel. In the Hebrews, they recognized that they were better off than they were. They were more wiser. They were more intelligent. They were filled with the spirit of the true and living Elohim and they were jealous. They envied them. So they began to look out because they knew that these men will not bow to this false God. They knew it. And when you stand for Yahweh, people will know. People will know when you are serious in serving Yahweh and they will come against you with all kinds of accusations to set you up to cause your demise but they are kicking against the pricks they are harming themselves the scripture goes on and the scripture continues in verse 13 then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego then they brought these men before the king this is the equivalent to the government of any country oppressing its citizens to go against their conscience and imposing draconian measures. This will happen one day, so get ready as the way is being prepared. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcima, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God? Who is that Elohim? Who is that Yahweh that shall deliver you out of my hands? This is a pompous king, presumptuous. You see, this king. He somehow had a little bit of likening to these guys and he gave them another chance. I, I believe that someone else would have been thrown right away into the fire. But he called them hoping that they would say, Okay, king, you called me, so I will give it. I will give you the worship and respect because you called us privately, king. But no, these guys did not, did not care that he is the monarch of the world. They did not care that he was the president of the world, the superpower of the day. For they served an all-powerful, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Elohim. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our Elohim, our God whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, but if not, oh yes, but if not, be it known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. These guys were so filled with boldness to stand before the king of the world, the king, the king who ruled the world, and said to him, King, we are not going to be giving thought to what we say. We are going to answer you like this king. We serve a living savior who is in the world today who can deliver us from you. And even if he does not deliver us, even if he does not deliver me today, king, be it known unto you that I will not bow. We will not bow. We will not bend. We will stand strong and stand tall for Yahweh.
How many of you today will say like that king when they drag you before the governor or the premier or the board members in the statutory body? How many of you will stand and tell the board today, I will not bow, I will not bend, I will stand for principle, I will stand and serve Yahweh though the heavens fall. You see those guys remembered in Exodus chapter 20 verse 1 to 7. And Yahweh spake all these words saying, I am Yahweh thy Elohim, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, Yahweh thy Elohim, am a jealous Elohim, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of Yahweh thy Elohim in vain, for Yahweh will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And yes, worshipping false gods and pretending to be a Christian, pretending to be a follower of Yahweh, is taking Yahweh's name in vain. Going to church every Saturday and Sunday, having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof, is taking Yahweh's name in vain. Those guys knew the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not have any other God before me. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. They knew this. They were raised by their parents to believe in Yahweh. Or they have heard of how he delivered the children of Israel from the oppression of Pharaoh in Egypt. These guys were students of the Bible. They read the scriptures. They trusted in Yahweh. They knew him. They knew of him. They lived him. They experienced him every day in their lives. The song says, I'd rather have Yeshua than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Yeshua than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Yeshua than anything this world affords today. Whether it is position, whether it is riches, house or land, cars or, or boats or whatever it is, I'd rather have Yeshua than men's applause or I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Yeshua than worldwide fame. Oh yes, these guys are saying they'd rather be true to his holy name. Then the king, the king was full of fury and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In other words, his countenance was like a madman, like a raging bull. He was angry because those guys crushed his ego. Those guys did not fall down like whimpering kittens. They did not fall down like a whimpering dog who's running with their tail between their legs. They stood up. They had gusto. They had intestinal fortitude. For when the power of Yahweh is in you, you will stand. Though everyone bow, you will stand it doesn't matter who around you is falling and crumbling. And therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was heated. He was looking like an animal who wanted to devour its prey. But these guys did not fear. They weren't afraid for the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob they knew was standing by them. And these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. In their clothes, or their royal robes, everything, their hats, their tunics, their shoes, they were just bound hand and foot and thrown into the fiery furnace. 
Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the flame of the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. You see, the flame was so hot, it was so intense that the very soldiers, the very executioners that took them and threw them into the fire, they were slain. This is a message to those of you out there, to those who are trying to, to take down Yahweh's people and to oppress them, to lift up their hands against Yahweh's people. You are lifting up your hands. They are lifting up their hands against their own soul salvation, against their own lives. These men were killed by the very heat. Not even the flames killed them. The heat only of the furnace. I love the words of this song that says, O Christian, awake, tis the master's command, with helmet and shield and a sword in thy hand. To meet the bold tempter, go fearlessly go, then stand like the brave with thy face to the foe. Oh, stand like the brave, stand like the brave, stand like the brave with thy face to the foe. The cause of thy master with vigor defend, be watchful, be zealous, and fight to the end. Wherever he leads you, go valiantly go, then stand like a brave with thy face to the foe. Oh yes, these three Hebrew boys, these three worthy boys, they remember the words of this song, press on never doubting, thy captain is near, with grace to supply and with comfort to cheer. His love like a stream in the desert will flow. Then stand like a brave Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego with thy face to the foe. Would you say amen? Would you say praise the name of the Most High? Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. He was astonished, in other words, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fort is like the son of Yahweh. My brother and my sister, when these men were thrown into the fire, before they were bound, before they were even picked up and brought before the king, the son of the Most High, Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your Redeemer, my Redeemer, your Savior, my Savior, your Protector, my Protector was there in the flames already waiting for his chosen ones to come in there and he cooled down the place. The furnace was now an air-conditioned unit. I don't know how you feel when you're in your office and it's hot or when you are on the road or in your car and it's so hot that even the wind that is blowing is hotter and when you get into an air-conditioned office you feel so cooled down that you don't even want to leave well these guys Yahweh his son Yeshua prepared the furnace you see the burning fiery furnace which slewed the men that threw them in became a cool oasis it became cool as a cucumber it was cool as the coolest office you ever sat in these guys were being prepared. These guys, it was prepared for them, an air-conditioned oven. I've never heard of an air-conditioned oven, but I know that my father says, with man it is impossible, but with Yahweh all things are possible. And the governors and the captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed. 
neither were their clothes changed nor the smell of fire had passed on them you see these guys were not smelling of smoke the king called them out of the fire and said bring them bring these guys bring these fire walkers to me bring these fireproof mortals to me let me examine them and see if they are gods bring them out of the fire quickly to me the king examined them and all the, the mighty men of valor, all the princes, all these people who are filled with such fame and status, they examined the three Hebrew boys. And there was not the smell of fire upon their clothing, not even the thread singed upon them. But you know what burnt? Do you want to know what burnt? The only thing that burnt on them were the ropes that bind them, were the ropes that bound them. Those were the only things that were burnt. Yahweh is awesome, would you say? The scripture says in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flames kindle upon you. Do you see Yahweh's word coming forth with power? Do you understand Yahweh's word? Why you should never doubt Yahweh's precious promises? Yes, be not dismayed, whatever betide, Yahweh will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, Yahweh will take care of you. No matter what may be the test, Yahweh will take care of you. Lean weary one upon his breast, Yahweh will take care of you. Yahweh will take care of you. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the Elohim of Cedric, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have, it, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. The king was complimenting them and said that they risked their life, and by their disobedience to the king's decree, they stood up and changed my word. So blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Can the premier say this of you today? Can the governor say this of you and me today? That you stood up against them and defied their orders so that the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob could be glorified? Can they say that about you and me today? Then hear this now. Here's what the king is saying. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the Elohim or the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God. Hear what I'm saying today. Our heathen king is saying because of these guys who stood up and risked their lives by being thrown into a fiery furnace is saying that anyone who should worship any other gods beside this God that delivered them, he will cut them into pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Oh, praise the name of the Most High. And the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Oh, my brother and my sister, hallelujah today. Would you say amen? You see, if you seek after Yahweh's kingdom, he will grant unto you the desires of your heart. For the scripture says, But seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You don't have to bow. You don't have to bend. You don't have to give your body to be abused, women. You don't have to prostitute yourself. Men, you don't have to run drugs. You don't have to steal. You don't have to rob. You don't have to murder. Only trust in Yahweh, and he will suffice it for you. But today there's a greater threat against the world. 
there's a greater threat just like how King Nebuchadnezzar threatened to destroy these people. There is a greater threat, an ominous threat that is on the horizon, that is in the near future, that is going to be the same as it was back then to those guys who were thrown into the fiery furnace. In Revelation chapter 13 verse 4 to 8 and 14 to 18, it says, And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Does this sound familiar? What happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Forty-two months. Forty-two months the beast power. The power that be. The religious power persecuted Yahweh's people for not bowing to it. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Yahweh to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And the power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying unto them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three scores and six. In other words, six, six, six. Brothers and sisters, what happened back in the time of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? When the king gave the decree that this image that he set up should be worshipped or they will be killed. This is the same thing that is going to happen today when the mark of the beast comes around. It is for worship. Satan wants worship. Yahweh is calling for worship. Yahweh is calling you and me to worship him, to fear him who made heaven and earth. For the hour of his judgment is come and worship him who made the seas and the fountains of water. Yahweh is calling for worship and Satan wants worship. Satan has churches all over the world where they are called the synagogue of Satan. Men and women are worshipping Satan and Satan is getting his way but Yahweh has a people who will not bend and who will not bow. So I urge you today to trust in Yahweh for all you may need he will provide. Yahweh will take care of you. Nothing you ask, nothing you ask will be denied. Yahweh will take care of you no matter the test. My brother and my sister this is no laughing matter. This is no laughing matter. Revelation chapter 6 verse 10 and 11 says, And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Yahweh, holy and the true? Dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow sovereigns also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Persecution is going to come upon you and upon me when we stand up for Yahweh. Make no mistake about it, we will be persecuted. But Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12 says, 
Yeshua himself, the Son of the Most High. He says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. What will be your reward? Eternal life or eternal damnation? Heavenly Father, today I praise you and I thank you for your word. Yahweh, you are worthy to be praised. You are holy. You are righteous. You are all-powerful, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent and coming soon. Oh, Father, the world is heading for a one-world government where many will be killed for not bowing to the image of the beast. Help us to stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Help us to stand like those who went before us. Help us, Yahweh. Help us to stand in the face of death. For we know that when we lay down our lives for you, we shall receive it again. You shall give us eternal life. So give us your Holy Ghost power, Ruach HaKodesh. Fill us up with your spirit, I pray. Give us the latter rain. Give us the former rain. Pour your spirit out upon us that we shall be able to stand to the heavens fall, Yahweh of hosts. You promise to be with us. You promise when we go to the waters, it shall not overflow us. And when we go to the fire, it shall not kindle upon us. Yahweh, I trust in your word. So I pray that you will give power to your word. You will give power, O oh Father in heaven, that we will be able to stand. Even though we go to the guillotine or the gallows or we go to the gas chamber. Help us, I pray, Father, to stand. And having done all, to stand. For a crown of life is promised to us when we serve you until the end. Let your word go forth all over the world with power and conviction, I pray. And I thank you once again for this word. In your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at proclaimgospelvi at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.